Time, Mom. Welcome to another Monday episode of the Chad Prather Show. It's Thanksgiving weekend. We are in the nether regions of insanity, way down deep as the year comes to a close. Who knows what the hell, quite literally, is going to happen in 2023. Hopefully, we can get some sense of normalcy and sanity back <laughs> in our lives. Sarah seems to think no with that <laughs> chuckle. No. Right? Don't think that so. That was a joke, right? Yeah. You are a comedian, so yeah. I just assumed man. it was a joke. It's insane. Look at me 20 pounds down. Bam. You're you can look at put his, yeah. his face back up 20 pounds down you I, can totally see it in your face i don't know if i'm 20 but I, i'm definitely 15. I'm, I'm, I'm rounding up on this thing i wouldn't be surprised if it was 20. yeah it may be 20. you can I'm, see it in your look eating, at that little face i'm eating carbs though on thursday on thursday thanksgiving i'll give you one day and then <laughs> you're a hard no taskmaster yeah well what's funny is uh like there's a new um there's a new sponsor that's going to come on the show first of the year, we think. Okay. Uh, it's from uh, our good friend, the doctor that uh, created Rough Greens. He's got Texas Superfood supplements. Now. Okay. And uh, they brought me a bottle of them this morning. And it's super good stuff. Glenn's bodyguards, his heavies, they oh, yeah. saw the bottle. You know, they saw them the other day and they're like, oh, we need to be taking this stuff. So they stole my bottles. And uh, bastards. Yeah, and I'm not going to call them by name because they get pissed off when I do that and they could kill me. <laughs> um, but anyway, he brought me some in there and I, and I found myself, I turn around, and I look at the thing that says two carbs. And you're like, oh. Six pills, two carbs. Can't do it. I'm like, you sons of. <laughs> but anyway. If that, you're going to have two grams of If you're going to have two carbs, that's the way to do it. Correct. The Texas superfoods. Yes. Um, and I did get the liver cleanse stuff in, Chris. The, the liver stuff we've been talking about on the show. Well, there's I, nobody that needs that more than Chad. That's Prather. true. And now, because here's the thing. Imagine what my results of weight loss would be if there was no tequila. And again, mm. there's no carbs in tequila. Right. But. And there's really no, there's low calories in tequila, but alcohol. it still affects your liver mm. and your liver's ability to deal process with everything else. fat. Yeah. Because as I've said many times on this show, the important news you can use and then lose is that you don't pee out alcohol. <laughs> Thanks to your liver, your liver filters out the alcohol. You poop out alcohol. It comes out as solid waste. That's why you get what they call whiskey shits. <laughs> uh, there's a little piece of trivial pursuit you wow. didn't know you needed, but now you know. But it affects your liver. So anyway, I'm anxious to see how that liver stuff works. Yeah. I'll take my liver out in a couple of weeks and look at it. <laughs> see if it looks like a don't catcher's mitt. <laughs> We just had uh, we just had five incredible shows in Port Charlotte, Florida, over the weekend. All sold out crowds. Um, you know, the nine thirty Saturday night I didn't think was going to sell out because old people in Florida don't come out that late. You know what I'm saying? But the young people did. Yeah, and I, I, we had a blast over there. Like I, I was telling them about you know it's great to see you guys out this late. You're out of the home, um, and uh, is you know you after curfew getting back to assisted living and. <laughs> I said, you, got, you guys are out here eating dinner late. You don't, it's not the blue plate special, but it's Florida. They should start calling it the red plate special <laughs> since it's, you know, nothing but a bunch of Republicans there now. And what's interesting to me is everybody there, they're from New York, they're from Michigan, they're from all these other states that they've moved down there, which, I mean, that's historically always been true right. in Florida. But, man, you know, this, that area got devastated by Hurricane Ian. I mean, there's trash piles everywhere. They're still cleaning up, but wow. those people are doing good. I mean, that's what happens when people take care of their own shit versus the government taking care of your shit. Yeah. You know, I said nobody. I told him, I said nobody's talking about Hurricane Ian on the on the news. Nobody, they're really is. not. But they still talk about Hurricane Katrina. 
It's a great point. They still do. That's a really great you know? point. I actually, I mean, shame on me. I like before you said that, I completely forgot that that area had gotten hit. Yeah. Well, what's funny is, and I was having this conversation. I was at dinner last night with a brain surgeon. This is true. Uh, not a conservative either. And she said to me, uh, she said, oh, nobody's even talking about Hurricane Ian. Mm -mm. And I said, yeah, I wonder why that is. And I said, it helps when you got good conservative leadership in place. Right. And, and she goes, no, it's because those people are rich and affluent. And I said, you mean they're, they, they they do have some money, but don't tell me there's not poor people yeah. in Southwest Florida. Right. Because I've seen the trailer I've, parks. I was going to say, I've seen them be interviewed after the aftermath yeah. of the hurricane. Yeah. I know they're I, there. I've seen, I mean. And you know what? They were pra They were singing DeSantis's praises as well. Yeah. I've seen the trailers. Mm -hmm. They're spread all over Southwest Florida. It literally been blown all over the place. And then I was talking to a, another friend who's got a mega yacht. I, w I went to this fundraiser dinner last night. And so um, I was talking to him. Listen to you. And he's. Dude. I have a, uh, oh, my brain surgeon friend. Well, oh, I was with a brain my surgeon. mega yacht And this guy, this, he's got a mega yacht. And mm -hmm. he was showing me aerial pictures. They got his yacht up just far enough out of the water to move up near where it was dry docked. And uh, all the other boats up to his were demolished. No. Yeah. And wow. he was telling me that one of his friends was, he took his boat out. He was two miles offshore, hit a car. What? Yeah. Jeez. Nature, man. That is crazy. That's why these people out there that talk about we're going to save the planet. Okay. I also don't understand people who stay. They're like, no, we're going to ride it out. <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting the hell out yeah. of here as soon as possible. Well, you I talked to, to several. I was with uh, my buddy Ken Lovejoy. Shout out to Ken Lovejoy. Uh, he's he's iHeartRadio down there. And I do his show, morning show, um, every time I'm down there. And, and he said, we weathered it out here at the station, right? And... Like, I didn't know if we were going to get to have those shows there because maybe the building was yeah. going to get flooded or something, but they just lost some air conditioners off the top of it. But man, anyway, I'm, I'm proud of the folks down there. I, more power to them. Yeah, they're, they're putting it together. I do it. And, trust me when I tell you, I don't care if it's a trailer, mansion, theater, bank, everybody's getting a new roof. <laughs> I mean, that, right. the roofing guys down there. Yeah. And y'all got to listen, if you're in Florida and you need a roof, you need to call Party Foul Steve. <laughs> Party Foul Steve Powell is, he is the roofing king in Florida now. Is he? Holy crap, yeah. No, he is the y'all y'all give that party foul so Steve funny. get on your social media. He's watching it. You send him a message. You need a new roof in Florida. Call party foul Steve. <laughs> Call Steve Powell. He is the roofing king. He's based out of Orlando and he will travel. He's putting roofs on everybody's house. Wow. Steve's making more money he's ever made in his life. Wow. And you know Steve's like, well, I don't want. He came to the show the other night. Yeah. And he's like, we spent the whole day together watching football, just hanging out. It was a good time. And uh, I miss him. I do too, and uh, I mean, you know, I, I I got my fill the other day, but uh, <laughs> like I can't only, miss him, I don't anymore. There is only so much you can do. There's only so much talking about Steve that you can do, and when you're with Steve, you're going to be talking about Steve. <laughs> so Steve was telling me about all these roofs and all he's doing great. He's doing good and good for him. Uh, so wait, so hold on. So he ha he has a team that does it because he's not he's doing, not roofing. He's not doing it. You don't want that action. <laughs> no. Steve's handy. But he ain't fast. Okay. Okay. When it comes to stuff like that. But he's got the guys to do it. Yeah. He's overseeing the crews that okay. are doing it. And Steve's working for a company. Some other friends of mine who are Texas guys, uh, Jeremy Gilbert and those guys, they, they, I've known them 20 years. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've got a roofing company. And so Steve is an overseer, like a foreman for them. Oh, great. He okay. gets it done. Okay. So Steve, Steve sits in his Jeep and reads social media and every now and then looks up <laughs> at the roof and makes sure people are putting shingles on that thing. Has he had to learn Spanish? 
Yeah, he has had to because his community, he lives in a Cuban community. Really? Well, they moved over there, rented a house. They didn't know where they were moving to. <laughs> so he, like his neighbors will come over and, and, or they'll send him text messages when they've cooked yeah. something. Yeah. And, uh, and he'll go over there. He doesn't know what it is he's going to eat or what they're saying. That's funny. He's, and I mean, he, I'm not exaggerating. He's like, I can't talk to my neighbors. <laughs> He said, now they love America more than Americans do. Right. These Cubans. Absolutely they do. Yep. So he's in he's in a Puerto Rican and a Cuban community. That is so and, funny. And like they're the only white people in there. That is really And funny. so he's having to learn some. Yeah. Just to get by. Poquito. Yeah, but he's okay. killing it in That's business funny. and I'm proud of him. But no, he's uh he's so dang funny, man. And uh I forget that I was gonna tell you story, but anyway. Anyway, he's doing good. Good. I was like, dude, you're making more money you ever made. Good for him. Yeah, and I'm proud of him. Oh, I know what it was. He said, I don't really watch your show uh, now that I'm not on it. And I was like, no, we know, Steve. We know. <laughs> and there were several people who came to the show, who to the shows, and they, you know, when Steve was there, they came to Saturday night. They were like, we want him back on the show. I was like, okay. What do you want me to do about it? What do you it? want me to do about it? <laughs> the man moved to Florida. Right. <laughs> you know, he was doing his own podcast. I bet you've never watched his podcast. Right. He was doing his own podcast. If you love him so much, Watch his podcast. <laughs> he had his own thing going. And they're like, oh, we didn't know he had a podcast. Yeah, shut up. He talked about it every time he was on every the show. Day, every day. <laughs> which tells me you aren't watching either. You guys have those little cues and you tell on yourself. Uh, but anyway, but I know less than a dozen people at one of the shows, at every one of the shows, were like, next time you have to bring Sarah Gonzalez. You got to bring Sarah Gonzalez. Like, well, her husband might not like that. Her kids might not like that. <laughs> Sarah might not like that. No, we'll get we'll get some shows in. Yeah, we'll let's, do it. let's do some. We'll get some shows in in the new year. Let's plan it out. Yeah, I'll be at your. What is it? Your Arlington show? Yeah, December twenty first. December twenty first. I'm trying to sell tickets to Ottumwa, Iowa, for October third. That's going to be a big time. October. Did I say October? Yeah, December. December. I just throw dates out there to see if people are paying attention. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not paying attention. Right. But yeah, December 3rd. So that's my next show. And then, of course, the one after that will be down in Spring, Texas. Birthday bash. Birthday bash. 50. Woo. Good Lord have mercy. You got this. Okay. I got it. It's no big You're deal. You're only as old as you feel? No, I'm 50. <laughs> I feel 50. <laughs> Thing, things aren't falling off, but they are falling apart. Um, yeah. Manipulse. Yeah. Manipulse. Um, but no, we should go do it. I'm doing those Buck Wild shows with, with Zach Rushing and Dustin Sims and Jesse Payton. We were confirming some dates over this weekend and a lot of dates coming up at least mm -hmm. January through April, you know, with that. And that, listen, if you don't have thick skin, don't come to that comedy show. Yeah. That's going to be, I love it how people like, you know, I posted the meme of, of Mike Lindell hugging Fetterman's oh God, neck that was lump. So funny. Did you see it? I died. They made me take it down today. What? They, the, my pillow made me take it down today. <laughs> yeah. They, they, want, they only want my pillow approved memes. And I'm like, okay. Come on. I bet I sold you an ass load of pillows yesterday. No kidding. And if you That's go to mypillow.com, use promo code Prather, save 66%, up to 66%. But yeah, yeah, my MyPillow rep, she said, they were all like, it's funny, but, but. but like Mike doesn't approve this. <laughs> And I get it. Mike's a good dude. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, well, I bet you count all that money I just made you. Yeah. Suckers. And then you go, come on. You know Mike laughed when he saw it. Yeah. But they were like, but I mean, it's, it's a picture of Mike Lindell. Like he's hugging the pillow, but he's hugging that lump on, on Fetterman's <laughs> neck. So and there were so many people who got triggered by that. You know, with the whole, you're better than this. 
I am no. not better than this. <laughs> I don't know how much. Well, I don't know what. I am not better than anything you suspect in your mind. I, I don't understand how people have this image of me in their head that they think that I'm supposed to live up to some kind of standard. And then they, this like their death punch is always, and you claim to be a Christian. <laughs> I claim to be a human being. Right. And I laugh at things. Hey, Chad. My faith aside, I still laugh at things. Just so that you know, people in this building were offended by that. Because as soon as I walked in, they asked me, did you see what Chad? I'm like, yes, I saw. It was freaking hilarious. No. Yeah. So people in this building got also offended by that. Oh, my They'll God. live. That's what I said. I mean, the dude's got a fat lump on the back of his neck. That that makes that's that's not all I said was go to mypillow.com, use promo code Prather. And I had the meme. I didn't say anything about him. His lump wasn't caused by a stroke. No. His mental deterioration has nothing to do with his his neck roll. <laughs> what I mean, really, what is that? I, I don't know. I mean, the guy wears hoodies to hide the neck roll. They feel like his neck is about to give birth. It's a twin that just didn't come out right. It's still in his neck. It's like the alien. It is. It's like it's like it's like I a, keep waiting for something that Yeah, it's a Sigourney Weaver movie. <laughs> <laughs> that thing's about to pop out. Look around. Go find something to eat. You know, it's been living off the fat of his neck for forty five years. I mean, when I say John Fetterman's lump, I'm not talking about his wife. I'm talking about the thing on his neck. People are like, you're better than this. I, I swear no. to you, I'm not. <laughs> like, this is beneath you. I'm like, you have no idea how low I could go. So I say all that to say, if you're easily triggered by John Fetterman's neck pillow, don't come to the Buckwild Comedy Show. No. Because you will not be able to handle Zach Rushing, much less Jesse Payton. You, you will not be able to handle him. <laughs> Just won't be able to do it. So anyway, uh, oh, I love it. I, so I don't funny. know. I mean, everybody's like, oh, like, listen. Ridicule is in the job description. Yes. That's, it's in the job description. That's what we do. I say it all the time. I don't care if you're gay, straight, black, white, skinny, male, male female, trans, zhijim, sure. I don't care what you are. I make fun of myself all the damn time. The internet also does not have to be that serious. It doesn't. It, it can really have a little fun. Right. Like John Fetterman wouldn't piss in your ear if your yep. brain was on fire. And by the way, he's one of the guys, when his handlers tell him, he'll put you in the camps. Yes. So there's no quarter here. When it comes to the people like John Fetterman, trust God, me. That's what gets me. I'm like, I feel like this is part of the reason why we lose. Right. Because everyone goes, oh, we're better than that. We're better than we're that. Better we're than that. better than that. Stop being better than Shut that. Up. Stop being better than that, you losers. You're better than that as the left takes culture and <laughs> runs with it. I mean, they do it to you. Right. I mean, do you understand how, how, much, how much comes at me and you every single day? Yeah. People making fun of our looks. They yep. make fun. They're triggered by a hat. I wear the hat because it triggers people. Yeah. Like, I mean, imagine getting pissed off because of somebody's article of clothing. <laughs> just a hat. You know? It's <laughs> just, if people, I mean, they lose, or my, the fact that my name is Chad. Right. They go, they go nuts. I don't care. I mean, I, I get it all the time. I mean, do you realize if you go to my Wikipedia page, whoever puts crap on my Wikipedia page, I don't. Mm -hmm. You know, I've tried to edit falsehoods that are on the Wikipedia page, and yeah. they, they'll change it back. But my nice. picture, it is me speaking at a TPUSA event, and it's the most unbecoming picture from underneath me with my belly sticking out. 
You know, because when I talk, sometimes I'll arch my back back like that. And I was a little heavier then. But I'm like, you know, I got the Nobody belly. looks good from that from Every, the angle. And everybody's underneath. like blowing it up. Yeah. Oh, look at this Nobody fat ass good. over here. I, I hear it all the time. So mm-hmm. you're like, well, you shouldn't be like them. I, I'm not being like them. I'm being like me. <laughs> <laughs> I like to make fun of everybody. Good deal. And uh, anyway, speaking of people who get canceled for being funny, uh, Gavin McInnes is going to join us in the next segment. But before we get to that, you've heard me talk about iTarget for a long time. I'm about to take you to the next level. You need the, the new product they've got. Uh, and if you've ever seen the competitive shooters practice timing drills out on the range, you can do that at home now. Do it anytime you want. You don't have to spend any money on ammo iTarget Cube will do that for you. iTarget Cube is fully compatible with your with your existing laser bullets from iTarget. And uh, you can buy one or upgrade to the three-pack for a really unique training experience. And you can compete with your friends. You can practice the, the cleaning, clearing drills and uh, use random mode to test your ability to react, all the while the system times every shot you take. Now, right now, I'm going to get you 10%. Plus free shipping with offer code CHAD. Spell it, spell it, Chad. When you go to itargetpro.com, itarget's going to come in pretty much every caliber you've got as far as a gun is concerned. So you can train with almost any firearm. This is the easiest and most cost effective way to train and pays for itself in a single day. The letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com, offer code Chad. Be right back. everybody welcome back uh you know you guys know i travel all over the country i do i do comedy in every state of the union and, and historically i was doing you know 185 shows a year bouncing all over and uh 200,000 miles in the you know 200,000 miles a year in the air uh and just traveling all over the place and then suddenly suddenly a lot of the venues that i went to every year doing comedy shows just said eh, we're, we're not going to book you anymore just not going to do it um why what what's happening they say well maybe i need to be funnier well i mean the audiences were there I, it's not about you know which side of the aisle you're on whether you're red or blue it's do you like green is it's about money when the crowds are showing up you would think that that's what people would want but again we're seeing a weird thing happen in in cancel culture if you will and specifically hits the world of comedy welcome to the show our buddy gavin mckinnis he's the host of get off my lawn welcome to the show buddy how are you I'm good. Happy to be here. Thank you, man. You you were here in town recently, and uh, I was out of town. I hate that I missed you. I wanted to come to your live shows. It looked like you guys had a lot of fun. I, I saw some of the pictures of the after party. That's what I really wanted to be a part of. Uh, it, yeah. Is that? But wh- what are you finding? Because you're you're getting you've been getting canceled all over the place. Uh, just recently, even with with going out trying to do live comedy. Right. Well, so there's a few different things here. When I do a university talk. That's absolutely hopeless. It's not going to happen. NYU, I got pepper sprayed. Penn State, wow. 500 people showed up, tried to block the exit. I had like a, a police escort running through red lights and stuff. It was crazy. Comedy, however, is no problem whatsoever in the south, south of the Mason-Dixon line. We did four shows in Dallas. I think like two Antifa chicks showed up and someone went outside and said, get the hell out of here. And they're like, OK, bye. That was the end of that. So the comedy tour goes great in the South. And I'm not talking about Alabama. I'm talking about Orlando, Dallas, Vegas, like pretty northern South. When we get up to Chicago, New York, New Jersey, the venues are petrified of violence and danger. And all Antifa Mm. has to do is go boop, boop, boop. Let's go out there and, and mess it up. They don't go. They just threaten to go. And that makes the venue shut down. I just was supposed to do a show in Rutherford, New Jersey. The chief of police called the venue, called the venue and shut it down. 
And I spoke wow. to the chief of police and I said, these are fat chicks sitting on their couch with blue hair. They're not even in the city. They could be in Portland. And that's your boss? And the, the chief of police said to me, he goes, yeah, it's a sad state of affairs. I go, no, you're the affairs. You're the one making the decision, <laughs> dude. So it's yeah, just extreme cowardice. Dude, it, it's, it's insane. Like I just did uh, five shows this weekend in Florida. You around the Fort Myers area where, you know, Port Charlotte, they got devastated by Hurricane Ian. And I was thinking, nobody's going to show up to this. We had five sold out shows. And what's funny about that is you, you the population in places like that, they're not they're not indigenous Floridians. They're not Southerners. These are people who moved down from Michigan, moved down from New York. They escaped the Gestapo tactics of those uh upper united states bureaucracies and they showed up we had five sold out shows so you're right south of the mason dixon i won't do shows in new york anymore i won't do shows in chicago i won't go to minneapolis it's, it's pointless it's absolutely pointless to do this but you i mean they have a concerted effort against you when that happens and they try to shut you down because you had one recently where i think the venue pulled and you had to find another venue right yeah chicago we had two venues pull and we ended up <clears throat> just meeting at a bar because we have everyone's email when they buy a ticket. Then we all met at a bar, and then we, my buddy Ryan here, my, my producer, he just started calling boxing gyms and VFWs, and we ended up at some a legion at midnight who took two grand from us, and, and we did the show there. It's, it's like so clandestine. It's sort of like the raver days of the 90s where you find out where the venue is at the last second. You know, I, you know I, the, the times I've been around you, Gavin, and uh, – I, you know, I've watched you operate. I, I've seen your comedy. It's great. It's fun. You're provocative. You, comedians are supposed to be provocative, right? People. I mean, we were. I always say the two places you should expect to get a little offended is is the place where a comedy show is happening or in church. You and when you don't, when you got pastors that don't tell the truth and comedians that are scared to offend people, it's not going to be effective, right? It's so. Uh, you know, I, I've watched you in situations. You've gotten, you know, a ton of crap that's been thrown your way, and. It, you know, look, we're tough, tough skinned people. We're in this business. We can handle it. Ridicule and mocking is the name of the game. But the fact that these pinhead peons can emerge from mom's basement, come up there and type a few things or send an email and the whole world goes to shit. That's insane to me that these people are, are so cow cowardly. And they, I mean, it's amazing. They know that the comedy is not racist, sexist, whatever. They know that we're innocent, that we're just effective and we're pro Trump. And this is politics is sports to these chicks, they're mostly chicks, and they want to <laughs> shut down the opposing team. I mean, I'm a Mets fan. I want the Yankees to, to be injured. I want them to be in a car crash. That's how petty they are. They're like petty <laughs> sports people. And I did a talk at NYU once. It was shut down mid-talk. But it, I started it out, and they're like, Nazi, Nazi, yelling. And I said, we got three problems in this country. The woman, <laughs> the Negro, and the Jew. And everyone went, what? And I go, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. But isn't it funny that you were all totally gobsmacked when I pretended to be that guy? You were screaming at me like I was that guy. Then when I pretended to be him, you went, what? Because you don't really think I'm that guy. You know that guy right. is not really a thing. There's maybe 17 of them in all of America. But you make that allegation to 50% of the country knowing full well that that's not true. It's all a game. Yeah. yeah. Well, Gavin, people can find you. Censored.tv, right? Yep. And, uh, you know, I, and a lot of folks wondered what happened to you, where you went. You and I almost worked together. We were like two days apart. 
Uh, whenever, really? the, <laughs> I mean, this, this thing would, whenever blaze came along and I was part of it, you were part of, we were all part of CRTV and the whole thing and boom, there it went. And, uh, everybody's like, where'd Gavin go? One day. I know. Right. It, it, people, people can still find you, man. Uh, censored.tv and we need to go out. I want to, I want some of that action, man. I want to go out and do a show with you sometime and, and yeah, let's do it. I want to find out what that crazy shit's all about. <laughs> Look, the shows are so benign. Like, the jokes that we tell are sort of just 80s Eddie Murphy delirious type jokes. It's pretty apolitical, really. Like, one of the bits I do is the word gay, and I go, there's so many things that are gay that aren't homosexual, like snuggling your wife after you have sex. That's gay. <laughs> <laughs> or holding your wife's hand. That's gay. Or those Jeeps where the headlights look like they're frowning. Ooh, your Jeep's mad at me. I'm so scared. Or those sports guys who wear ski goggles when the champagne is out because they don't want to get champagne in their eyes. That's gay. None of those things are remotely homosexual. Love it. I love it. Well, man, I hope to see you soon. If you're ever in Texas, give me a shout. But I'll, uh, I'll come find you on the road. And uh, stay out of trouble, man. Stay out of trouble. I will. And uh, I'm going to give you a shout. Thanks for coming on. And we'll get these audio issues worked out and all that kind of stuff. That's what happens. Your your brain is working too fast, and it gets in that microphone. I know. I can, it's, it's the buzz. It's the feedback from Gavin McKinnis. Catch up, Mike. Catch up. <laughs> Damn it. I will see you soon, brother. Be safe out there, man. And uh, right, take right. Uh, talk to you soon. Thanks, Gavin. Oh, man, oh, man. I'll tell you, sorry for the audio issues. We know that they're there. Everybody's on, Everybody, I guarantee, is on the live chat going, oh, we had audio issues. We know, but that's technology. Satan lives in the... It's, it's TV. That's what happens, you know. Got, and, but I do. I want to... I'm serious about that. I want to go out and do a show with Gavin. I've never had a solid Antifa presence at my shows. Um, we've had pro- protesters. We've had people try to shut it down, but I'm mild compared to all that stuff. And, and I mean, I tell you, once those guys ever get your name on their list, it's a, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. Sarah, if we got Sarah on camera, if we got where she can pick her up, we don't have her. It's okay. Sarah's sitting on the couch, but you can't see her yet because we were prepared to have Gavin for that entire segment. But that that audio, I just couldn't with it. I just couldn't with it. There's Sarah. You look lovely as always. Yeah. We'll do the wide shot on you. But you went to Gavin's shows here in, when he was here in Texas, right? I did. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. I sent you Yeah. You were was, at the after party too. It was, I was, it was. I felt that the next day. Was it? Was it any one of the? Was it one of those deals where you felt like totally offended, like you needed to go take a bath or something after no. listening to some radical conservative like Gavin McInnes? I mean, no, but I'm also not a little bitch, so I don't really know what that's like. No, there you, you I go. mean, there were jokes where you go like, "Wow, he really went far." Yeah. But nothing that made me feel like I, you know. I don't know. I, I, like you said, I'm not a little bitch. I, yeah. I, I can listen to people I don't agree with. I actually think it's somewhat, I think it makes it funnier because you don't hear it anywhere else. Right. So part that's part of the shock value, right? Yeah. Like that. that's why that kind of comedy is so good. What kind of comments, when Gavin came on your show on the News and Why and he popped in, did you get any negative comments from any of that stuff? or A little bit, but a lot of people were, were really happy to see him. Yeah. I like Gavin. I think he's I a good dude. I think he's dude. great. I think he's great. I and, think he's very uh, misunderstood. He's very misunderstood. Yeah. And he is he is a provocateur. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I mean, that, that that's the point. Yeah. I mean, I was at CPAC one time in Washington, D.C., and I, I saw him. He got kicked out of the hotel and convention center for confronting Antifa because they were there in the lobby. And he, he went up and confronted them. I mean, he's bold. He's got balls. There's no doubt about it. Good for him. And he ain't scared of me and you. So. <laughs> ah, damn audio. Ah, anyway. Cozy Earth. Oh, this doesn't work, by the way. This thing. Can you track it? <laughs> Can you do it? Speaking of Nothing audio. Nothing works now, today, basically. Yeah, the telepro- 
I love Cozy Earth. I do too. I, I, yeah, I was hitting the button while I had Gavin on. I was like, well, this is going to be a fun segment. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, but anyway, uh, it's the holiday season. Yes. I'm ready for it. And if you want to uh, score points by giving the perfect gift this holiday season, two great ideas. Mm. Uh, certain have your fr- family and friends bragging about how thoughtful you are. Both are from Cozy Earth, the brand with thousands of five-star reviews, including uh, mine. First, Cozy Earth Luxury Bedding. I own a set of their sheets, and you cannot believe how soft those things are. They're not only super soft, but they're made from the finest premium viscose from highly sustainable bamboo. And it makes them naturally temperature-regulating, so they'll sleep comfortably year-round. I, I know I do. A heart of the rock and uh second anything from their luxurious loungewear collection including soft and stylish bamboo pajamas joggers tees and a whole lot more you got to check it out uh and look at their new premium plush and waffle bath towels uh you're gonna love those too and every cozy earth bedding item comes in a very cool reusable canvas bag no gift wrapping required uh save 40 percent now on cozy earth bedding loungewear pajamas and towels hurry holiday offer in soon go to cozyearth.com slash chad use my promo code chad i spell it chad and uh, save 40 percent. that's cozyearth.com slash chad cozyearth.com slash chad promo code chad will be right back All right, welcome back. Uh, whew, boy, howdy. See if I can wax eloquent. Ah, grandparents. Grandparents, they are good for a lot of things. They tend to let you get away with the things your parents won't. Uh, and they have packs of Werther's candy stashed in convenient locations for you to dine upon at your leisure. And uh, they tell kick-ass war stories. So I want you to imagine yourself uh, years from now having yourself become the grandparent, if you're not already, and sitting down with little Billy or Sally to tell them about how you lived through the great battle of Twitter. Yes, not merely one of the many battles of Twitter, but the battle, the one for the ages, the kind of thing epic movie trilogies are made about. I I speak, of course, of the reinstating of Donald Trump to his former toilet-mounted rhetorical glory and the absolute entropic hellscape into which Twitter immediately devolved. I mean, let's be honest, Twitter was already the crushed and aromatic dog turd on the bottom of your shoe, which you only noticed at precisely the moment you stepped on your freshly cleaned carpet. So that's saying quite a lot. Recently, Elon Musk, the new sheriff in Twitter town, ran a poll on the platform to see if people thought he should or should not bring back the big, big bad orange man. And at the end of the poll, bringing him back won by a narrow margin. And a lot of people participated in this poll, over 15 million in the allotted 24-hour period. God, we're so stupid. So obviously, there are a lot of divided feelings. And when I say feelings, I mean feelings, folks, feelings, especially among those who hate the man with the fury of a thousand burning suns. Let me, let me read you just a few of the angry tweets. Here we go. David Levitt says, how many Americans will die because Elon Musk brought at real Donald Trump back onto Twitter. He's back and every American who dies because of real Donald Trump being back on Twitter is Elon Musk's fault. Uh, Tell us how you really feel, David. Uh, Mia Farrow, yeah, that one, uh, said, get blood pressure pills and my personal favorite, former Clinton Secretary of Labor, Robert Reich, who cautions, memo to Elon, freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom to incite an insurrection. Now, Trump has responded to this whole debacle with a couple of, yeah, just a couple of times he's responded and said that he doesn't really have any plans to go back to Twitter. He's on Truth Social, which he owns and seems to be content with that, at least for now. I've got a feeling that once the bloodlust gets back in him, Twitter will just be too difficult a drug not to relapse into, but we'll see. Meanwhile, 
You got everybody and their dog on the left standing on top of a chair with a rope around their neck saying, I'm going to do it this time. I'm really leaving Twitter for real, guys. I super duper mean business. Hey, why aren't you watching me leave Twitter? <laughs> Guess I'll stay on for a few more days so the maximum number of people know I'm leaving for good. Folks, Twitter is a joke. And that's just the platform. Half the people who are on it, if not significantly more, are jokes too. We've talked on this show a million times about whether or not Donald Trump was inciting violence on January 6th. And I think the fairly obvious conclusion is that he was not. It doesn't mean he handled everything correctly, but inciting an insurrection is a pretty damn serious thing to point at a person. That being said, even if he had incited January 6th, it's pretty inconsistent to expect him to be kicked off forever when people like the Iranian Ayatollah are still platformed. Ultimately, Twitter is Musk's company, and he can do whatever the hell he wants. And if you don't like it, you can always get off Twitter or, you know, for reals, or you could just unfollow someone who makes your blood boil. That'd be a pretty simple solution as well. And hey, if you're one of these celebrity or news media types who are making this whole thing about you, I have bad news. It ain't about you. Here's a, here's a tweet at me that just happened. Um... It says, come on, Twitter. I hate Twitter. Hey, Chad, why did Donald Trump steal classified nuclear documents from the White House? Oh, my gosh. Why are you supporting Herschel Walker for Senate when you're a giant racist who thinks abortion is murder? What? Why do you enjoy... What what does abortion have to do with... We don't know. (laughs) Why do you enjoy being terrible more than you love America? God, these people are horrible. Yeah. Literally none of that is true or makes any sense. Yeah. Well, that was after my tweet that I said, uh, suspend Joe Biden's Twitter account. He's not even the guy doing the tweeting. Joe is basically a bot. A bot. Wow. That's a great point. Yeah. 26,000 reactions on that tweet. Oh, my God. These I'm a genius. I'm a genius. Good, honestly. Um, Donald Trump is, yeah, he's, he's not coming back for a while, <laughs> by the way. No. Why it, would you? It, well, to come back, you would have to admit that your platform is... Subpar. Right. Lacking. Not, I'll, I'll say not thriving. Yeah. So. Not endowed. Yeah. There's no way his ego. I mean, look in my hands. <laughs> Did you uh, see that? Um, I don't even know if it was real. I guess maybe I shouldn't be sharing it. Michael, I saw Michael Malice posted it on Instagram. It was supposed to be Trump from a while ago um, responding to someone about like his penis size. Yeah. Did you see this? No. Do you, oh, I need to find out. If this is good. Trump or Malice. You know, no, Trump, Malice posted it, but it was an old Trump tweet. Well, you, Trump, know that, when he, you know, he did that on the debate stage where he said, yeah, I don't have a problem looking at my hands. Well, this is from 2013 where someone was asking him, uh, who cares how much money Alan Sugar has? Do you want to measure penis sizes with him as well? Effing twat. And Donald Trump, this is what it says, if it's true. It says Donald Trump responded with, on that I would beat almost everyone. <laughs> <laughs> lucky so bastard. Uh, well, speaking of lucky bastards, uh, the presidential pardon of uh, turkeys, which tends to happen traditionally at the White mm-hmm. House. Uh, play clip number one. About nine and a half million turkeys a year. God love you. Nine and a half million turkeys. God love you. I tell you what. That's like some of the countries I've been to. What? And the, anyway. What? Um. <laughs> God love you. What? What's he? Nine and a half million turkeys a year. It's like some of the countries I've been to. W- what? WTF. <laughs> Chris, when you get a chance, please send that clip to my phone if it's any way possible. Uh, play, play the next uh, Biden pardoning turkey clip. 
God love you. Now, this is chocolate, right? Chocolate, you are pardoned. You are pardoned. You said you had to tell me that? Yeah. Yeah, you are. Oh, yeah. God. I'm serious. What? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I, I. Oh, no. <laughs> Do it. Never let anyone take your joy from you. Jesus. I call myself a joyful warrior. Right? Never let anyone take your joy from you. Oh, God. You do what you got to do. And isn't that a wonderful way to live? To know you have purpose. Country's being led by... Dude, let me... <laughs> are we supposed to be talked to by the Vice President of the United States like she's a preschool Sunday school teacher? Yes! I'm a yes. joy... I'm a joy warrior. I, I consider myself a joyful warrior. I'm a joyful warrior. I'm a warrior for joy. You do what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> Willie Brown. <laughs> For tomorrow's show, I, I was on a, another network Friday uh, doing some news hits. It's a Newsmax. I was doing their, their <laughs> like, tweets of the week. Secretive. Yeah, I know it's on Newsmax, and uh, um, they always do the bad takes of the week and mm -hmm. stuff. And I always e text you and say, "What's the memes or whatever?" Yeah. All the memes I send them, they're like, "We can't use those memes." Really? Yeah. They're oh, like, no. I send them like half a dozen so that by the time I go on that show and I go on every couple of weeks, it, by the time I go on that show, I have no idea what they're going, because it's a panel. Yeah. I don't know what meme they're going to choose for me because I've sent them funny. so many and I'm like, well, you're going to have to put it up there. Let me see what, which, which meme did I pick? Right. Because right. I sent you a dozen and you guys told me they were all too they dark. They were all bad. That's really funny. Oh, but anyway, sorry about um, that. the clip where Nancy's doing a resignation, her laugh. Did you see that? She'd no. say that and she'd go. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like the alien in Fetterman's neck was coming out of her. And so she would um, she'd try to say something. You'd be like. <laughs> you got we got to find that clip. Oh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll do it after the program. But that was funny. And that was one of their hot takes of the week. It wasn't her speech. It was just her laugh. Her she'd laughing. say something, they'd clap, and she'd be going. <laughs> was it like a nervous laugh? Yeah, or she what? was like giggity, you know, on, on Family Guy. Yeah. It's weird. That's great. It's a soundbite. I want to make it my ringtone. Um, <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe was like, seriously, did he think the turkey was doubting him? <laughs> like, did the turkey say something? Like, am I really pardoned? No, seriously. God love you. What is this God love you stuff he's always doing? God love you. Jeez. President of the United States, folks. Uh, we got to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. God love you. Now, this is chocolate, right? Chocolate, you are pardoned. You are part. You said you had to tell me that? What? Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah. 
I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah, you are. Good turkey. See, people should be offended by that. I know. Not me hugging or Mike Lindell hugging Fetterman's neck. <laughs> Why aren't people pissed off at this? They've got a they've got a mental patient in the White House. <laughs> I'm serious. There was a guy who jumped my ass uh, over the Fetterman meme. He said, you should be using your platform to speak out against Democrats who keep putting mentally deficient people into office. And I was like, no, I'm not going to use my platform. Like, and I, so I said, I commented in there said, hey, Democrats, stop putting mentally deficient people in office. There, that fixed it. Right. That's like putting in racism in the end zone and acting <laughs> like you did something. Yeah, that's, that's the deal. <clears throat> they want to put mentally deficient people in there because they can control them. Those are, the, those are just placeholders for them. And the thing is, we don't want Joe Biden to go away because then you'd get Kamala Harris, right. the, the joyful warrior. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody wants that in you their life. You do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. She's high as a kite, man. <laughs> I mean, she is smoking. Yeah. I mean, we should, they should have to take a drug test and we should be able to see. Yeah. Do you really think? I just think she's dumb. She is dumb, but she's also high. I know high people. Really? No, she's, she's high. Never let anyone oh, take your joy from you. <laughs> <laughs> I call myself a joyful warrior. <laughs> right? Why does she never let anyone take your joy a, from you? A question mark inflection at the end. You do what you got to do. <laughs> and isn't that a wonderful way to live to know you have purpose <laughs> do do what you gotta do don't ever let anyone take the joy from you like why <laughs> why does it sound like everything's a question and everybody giggles <laughs> i consider myself a joyful warrior <laughs> what emblem was she sitting in front of what, what department was that oh that's uh embassy of the philippines so she was in the philippines or the the that's what we're talking about with uh, international allies like Absolutely. the Philippines. Be joyful warriors. To be fair, to be fair, do you want Kamala Harris involved in international relations? Do not. <laughs> I, I actually, at this point, I would prefer she just stick to school buses and joyful warriors and all of the other crap that she's talking about. And what? Yeah, Venn diagrams. You know, circles. I just love Venn diagrams. What an idiot. You just sit back and let them speak for themselves at yeah. this point, right? Yeah. Just let them speak for themselves. <laughs> uh, Sarah? Yes? We should make a lot of money doing some stuff. Okay. Like, you know, you, you and CJ basically had the same idea, independent of each other, for thing that was anti-feminist. Mm -hmm. And now we're talking about doing, just doing it together. Anti-feminist pro-woman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, reject feminism. Yeah. I put that on the website. It's on realwomenscloud.com. Yeah. I just said, let's just get in their face. Reject feminism. Embrace being a real woman. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. You're a real woman. I was about to give a tagline, but I'll wait till we get off air to tell you. <laughs> it's don't, not up on the website yeah, yet, don't, don't so I'll wait. There. Don't do it. Don't give it away. <laughs> I don't know. That that triggered a lot of people. Just Of course. Women putting on a t-shirt and advertising their business. I mean, that triggers a lot of people. Um, did you see where uh, the CNN folks like Don Lemon and them, they had, they had a meltdown when the people on Jeopardy didn't know who Joe Biden had appointed as a Supreme Court justice? No. The people, nobody on 
Jeopardy could get it right. Really? Katanji Brown Jackson, Jackson Brown, whatever. I don't know what her name is. Katanji Brown Jackson. Brown Jackson. Jackson Brown's a singer. Yeah. (laughs) I mean. Katanji. Katanji. Yeah, Jumanji. The, uh, (laughs) they couldn't, couldn't, they didn't know it, so they were all stunned. Really? Yeah. Which is astounding that they didn't know. That's why, like, I can't get past that. Because, I mean, I was on Jeopardy when I was 18. You were? How Y'all did I not this? know this about you? What? Y'all don't no. know this? No. Yeah, I was on t- I was Teen Jeopardy. No. Yeah. Do you, does this footage exist somewhere? It doesn't. We've looked. We've searched. Oh, man. We How'd searched. you do? I won. No. I won an, I won an episode. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. So let me, tell you, let me tell you why this astounds me. So if you want to go on Jeopardy, let me just tell you how you do it. So they, they have regional tryouts, mm-hmm. testing deals. You, you mail in a deal if you want to be on Jeopardy. They'll pick you, and they'll send the deal back. You go to a testing site. I had to go to Mobile, Alabama. All right? My dad and I went. We drove from Augusta, Georgia to Mobile, wow. Alabama. We spent however long, nine hours in a car. And uh, what you do, you should just read the almanac. You should read, like, everything that happened in the last year. Like, who won Best Actress? Who was Dancer of the Year? I mean, who won the Tony Award for this or that? So if you know everything that happened, you're you're pretty good on that deal. Because they're going to ask you 100 questions. Right. And there's it's like they ask the question, you either know it or you don't. You need to know it quick. And they go to the next question. Yeah. You have to scribble in your answer. And the only people who are going to go on Jeopardy is if you got all 100 right. Wow. You got to get all 100 right. That's how they eliminate you. And you did that. Yeah. You got 100 questions correct. I got on the show, baby. So you got to you got to remember I'm the dude that used to sit on the toilet and read the Trivial Pursuit cards, and nobody ever wanted to play me in Trivial Pursuit because I knew all the answers. Because I read it one time, I own it. When it comes to trivia, I got it. Do you have a photographic memory? No, but I have like a photo photostatic memory. So if I read something, I pretty much have an imprint of it. Okay. Yeah, but uh, but yet I'm a person that I have a hard time remembering song lyrics. I have a weird brain. That's funny. I can read the Bible and tell you exactly what it said. I can read a poem and tell you exactly what it said. But song lyrics, they don't come naturally back to me. Huh. But anyway, and most people are opposite. Yeah. That's most people remember incon- all the lyrics to something and can't remember a Bible verse. It's a little inconvenient for a, a singer. Mus- a musical oh, yeah, artist. It frustrates yeah. the hell out of the band. Yeah. Uh, because I, I always joke about it. I'm like, let's see which song I can mess up tonight. <laughs> you know, my, our song, I Got Over You, when, when you got under him, you know, there's a line in there, um, you know, I, I've worthless useless clueless there's one song the, the thing is worthless is the word but i i've sung every different word that's so that's out funny there, just because it fits uh, sometimes i'll make up songs as i'm singing them wow just to make it fit but no yeah. anyway so you go on jeopardy you have to know the current events right and right. these people didn't know well of course they got to make it a racist thing <laughs> you know they got to be shocked that they don't know that katanji brown jackson brown brown jackson <laughs> And remember her name, and here I'm bragging about my memory. <laughs> I have to care about things. You racist. <laughs> well, that's the deal. So anyway, Jeez. they didn't know. They didn't know. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Maybe. Never let anyone take your joy <laughs> from you. I call myself a joyful warrior. Joyful warrior. <laughs> right? Never let anyone take your joy from you. Mm-hmm. You do what you got to do. And isn't that a wonderful way to live, to know you have purpose? 
Hey, uh, it's going to be cold, but come to Ottumwa, Iowa, December 3rd. WatchChad.com has the information. Uh, almost sold out. Almost sold out alert. Spring, Texas, do do December 10th. Uh, shop SarahG.com, Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. I don't, we got to talk about what your YouTube situation is on this thing. <laughs> and we don't even know what, know what to tell people to follow anymore. But anyway, shop SarahG.com. And again, uh, we've got the new Real Women's Club.com yeah. out there. So we've got big things coming. We'll see you tomorrow. Love you. God bless you. Bye. Thank you.